Hello, leaders. We love you all so very much. Yeah, let's give it up for all of our leaders who are hearing this. Every one of you are amazing and wonderful. And those who are in the room, we appreciate you so, so very much. I, uh, you know, our time of prayer today, I, I say thank you, a big thank you for y'all praying for Onique and I. And I wanted to grab the mic from Alexis and say, let me pray for y'all because I know we do all the time. Uh, but my heart, my heart, <laughs> our hearts for this church family, it's overwhelming to think we even have the opportunity to even be a part of it. Uh, so you guys have no idea how much your yes encourages us, uh, how much it inspires us to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I, uh, there are so many times you're like, whoa, this, what, God, why in the world did you sign us up, you know, for this? And then there are way more times that I say, God, I cannot believe. I have the opportunity and the honor to do this. Thank you so, so much that I get to serve your sons and daughters. And all of you, thank you for being who you are and praying how you pray, serving how you serve, giving how you give, loving how you love, all the different things. So uh, if you, nobody told you your love today, just hear that right now. You are. But we're going to have a time of leadership development from one of my favorite people on the planet. And then when anybody meets this person, they always think in two minutes, this is one of my favorite people on the planet too, because the white socks that he wears all the time. Uh, pulling in the old Michael Jackson, and then also the smile that he has and the care with which he looks, to, I mean, every person in the eyes and makes them feel like, okay, I guess I am the most special person on the planet. That is what Eric Sewing does for person after person. He's a pastor on the staff, a man that I love so very much, a husband and a father. Come on up here and give us the word today. Love you. Thank y'all. Thank you so much for that, Pastor. Oh, thank y'all for that. It's so kind. Um, I want. I do want to say as we get started. I just want to thank our pastors for their humility. You know, I think your humility is really something special, and I think it's a, a mark on our church. And um, I think it's something that's probably not talked about a ton. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much uh, for your humility. Love y'all a ton. I'm excited to get to share uh, for the leadership talk today. I feel like though it was kind of like we, the past couple of weeks we had some really big heavy hitters. You know, and I'm like, okay, I gotta. Like, I got to kind of show up with some A-game here, you know, like this is, um, and I was talking to some people on staff uh, yesterday. I was like, hey, what do you, what do you, what do you think like is brewing in our church, you know? And something that seemed like a common theme was talking about how things are shifting and changing in our church. We're going from one season um, to the next. I think you can kind of like feel it. I, I, this morning I was thinking about that. I, the fellas might uh, remember this. Whenever you're like in your early teens, you know, and your knees started to hurt because like your body's growing too fast, like. I feel like we're kind of like in that phase where it's like we haven't quite hit our full growth spurt yet, but we're like feeling the beginning of this growth spurt. Or um, like I remember, you know, growing up as a kid, my family, we built a, a golf course. And I remember like in the beginning of it, uh, there was like the dream phase of it. And it's like you're dreaming and you're like, could this even be something? And then it's like but you haven't started building it yet, you know? And it's like, you feel this season coming and it's like, things are starting to happen. You're like, okay, we just bought the land, uh, but now the real work's about to begin. And this is what I feel like we're this, in a season of as a church. Uh, I wanna pull some scriptures. Uh, we're gonna go to Matthew chapter 24. 
Matthew chapter 24 here, okay? I'm going to give four or five principles, um, things that I've realized in moments of transition, going maybe from one season to another, um, that I'm going to kind of just briefly talk about. Um, And I'm hoping, I'm going to give these in a certain degree of generalities, because I'm actually hoping that there is space for the Holy Spirit to speak to you specifically about your season of life. Because I may give an example about a golf course, and you've never built a golf course. Well, I know you've never built a golf course, you know, but... Maybe you're about to be a parent, right? And the same principles are going to apply. Or maybe you're about to get married and the same principles apply. As a church, we just bought a building, but we're like in the process of like renovating it and like all of these different things. There's so many huge things are on the horizon. Okay, so here we go. Matthew chapter 24. Jesus is talking about the end times. Okay, this chapter is like a very interesting chapter. But then he goes on to say in verse 32, He goes on to say, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. And I think that God does this. He actually starts to give hints towards seasons that are about to come. Like Jesus is talking about the end times, but he like kind of has this parenthetical statement. He's like, hey, remember like the fig tree, okay? Because like when you start to see these things, there's going to be some other things that are about to happen. And we are in the, the middle and the beginning, I would actually probably say, of our full heaven to earth season as we're about to turn into a new year. We're about to step into 2023 where it's like, hey, these new visions and dreams that we have, we're about to step step into. I remember um, whenever I was going to get married, okay, you, whenever you're going to get married, okay, you first have to get engaged, okay, and I had to save up for a ring, and there was like so many things that you have to do. Fellas, you know this. When you're saving up for a ring, there's like all these things you have to do, but then you go to get married. The ring was expensive, okay? The ring was expensive, and I paid for the ring. The wedding was more expensive, okay, and Gabby and I paid for the wedding also, okay? But you don't necessarily think about all of that whenever you start dating someone. Or you don't necessarily start thinking about all that whenever you're like seriously dating. And you like, whenever you go to buy the engagement and you're like, oh my gosh, this was like, so I'm saving so much and I'm spending so much money on this ring. And then it's like, oh, well now the next step is marriage. This actually requires more. And then you get married. And then you realize that being married requires way more than being a fiance and way more than actually dating like it requires so much more from you so here's some principles i want to i want to pull from this um as we're moving into new seasons and as we're in this season of like we're able to right now in this moment we're able to prepare for the next season to move into the next one it means that it's going to require more sacrifice but it's going to yield more reward It's going to require more sacrifice, but it's going to yield more reward. Whenever I say sacrifice, I don't mean killing yourself. When I say sacrifice, I mean death to self. And there is a difference. Like if you want to have a healthy marriage, um, yeah, I can't go to the gym for three hours like I used to whenever I was single, you know, because I was like ineffective with my workout. I don't even really work out anymore, but anyways, that's another conversation. Um, Yeah, you can't go to the gym anymore, but like, it's not about that. It's actually now your marriage is like, no, let me lay down my life to serve my spouse because that's what actually yields health in a marriage. And I think as we're about to move into this new season as a church family, I think it's going to require more sacrifice. And when I say more sacrifice, I say, I would say, 
best be described as less of us and more of him. And that can be twisted sometimes. That can be confused sometimes, but I just want to help make sure that it's crystal clear because I think if we get it twisted, we'll walk into the season a bit frustrated, the next season a bit frustrated. It's going to require less of us, more of him. The second one would be, uh, I would say, is that you need the voice of your mentors more than you ever have before. I, uh, whenever we got married, I didn't know what it was like to be married. You know, like, who does, right? Whenever you've never owned a business and you launch a business, like, you don't know what it's like to own a business. You've never owned one before. We're, and, and that's fine, but there also have been people that have gone ahead of you that know. I um, am so thankful for our pastors. You know, like, we did, like, the pre-marriage counseling, and they have been such, such a consistent voice in our lives. Can I tell you something? I remember I was in my mid-30s. And um, Gabby and I, we were living in downtown, and um, Pastor Earl was like, hey, y'all thinking about buying a house? And I was like, no, mm -mm, no, it's not even on my radar. I'm in 30s, okay? It's not even on my radar. I love living in downtown. And you know what he said to me? He said, I think you'll be in your 40s and wish you would have bought a house. And it was like very casual flex statement, and I was like, okay. Now that I'm 40, hey, yo. And I have, and I have two kids. I am so thankful that we had the opportunity to buy a house. I was in a season where I was able to prepare for it. And the voice of my mentors actually were, were able to get me ready for the seasons I was about to walk into. And as we're like in this season of like, you feel the growing pains, you feel the stirring in the water. We all know that we're about to move into a new home and headquarters. There's so many things happening on the horizon for North. Like there are all these things, like we can feel it. But I think there's some wisdom that we need to walk into and we need to listen to the voice of our mentors and our leaders. We maybe need to read some books to help prepare us because we can prepare now in this season to step into it. It's also kind of like um, whenever you're dating, uh, you know, the, the same muscle that keeps you from having sex in your dating season is the same muscle that like keeps you from having an affair whenever you're married. And I just think it's one of those things where it's like you're actually able to be um, effective in this season and be ready for the next. Another one would be, the third one would be here, learn to create margin for what's most important. I, you know, you have to, whenever you get married, you have to learn to work differently. You know, like I, I could eat Chick-fil-A every day when I was single. My wife doesn't want me to eat Chick-fil-A every day. You know, like we cook dinner now. And I just think that there is uh, so much wisdom in creating margin. This is something that I actually think we have to fight for. You have to, you have to fight for margin. I don't think like, um, you know, like Instagram ads are going to let you like fight for margin in your finances, right? If like you have to say no to those promotions, okay, because they'll take all your money if you let them, okay? So like you have to fight for margin in your finances. Like you have to fight for margin in your relationships. You have to fight for margin in your relationship with God. Like you have, you have to fight for margin. If you don't, it will get eaten up. And I just, I'm telling you for what God is calling us to in this next season, we have to, we have to fight for margin because we're going to need it. I tell, um, you know, our production, I have the opportunity to be over services, tech production, worship department. And um, 
I feel like I tell them on a very consistent basis, like, hey, guys, you got to fight for margin. Because on a Sunday, it will get eaten up. Production, okay, it's, it's an easy example. Like, hey, it's really important that in the week, we're, during the week, we're going to get all the screens loaded up because come Sunday morning, there are going to be pivots. There are going to be changes. There's going to be stuff that we need to add. And if you have, if our production team waited for Sunday morning to get prepared for Sunday, they don't have margin for what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do in the moment. So you have to learn to fight for margin. Fight for margin now. The, you know, in Matthew chapter 25, it goes on to talk about, so in chapter 24, it's like all this end time stuff. And then Jesus is like, hey, look at the fig tree. Like when you see the seasons changing, be wise. And then he goes on to talk about in the next chapter, these 10 virgins. And these 10 virgins actually fought for margin. He talks about how like they brought, they had five of them brought just their lamp of oil. And then another five of them brought like their lamp of oil and then like some extra oil. And it was those who brought the extra oil that were actually able to like go in with the bridegroom and like be a part of the party. It was that fighting for margin that actually allowed that to happen. Um, four, you are living in answered prayers. You're living in answered prayers. Like don't forget, like don't forget that. The opportunities that we have right now, like we've prayed for, like it's your fault, you know, like you're living in answered prayers and the same way God has answered the prayers and that you're now standing in, he's going to answer the prayers that you'll be standing in in a year from now and two years from now, but like you're staying in answered prayers and I think sometimes we can forget that and I just want to remind you that gratitude keeps you anchored to what's happening in your life. And I also want to remind you that whenever you take things for granted, you begin to live in an illusion of what's happening. You're living in answered prayers. God has been so good. He's been so faithful. I want to respect everyone, everyone's time. So I'm going to give the fifth one, last one. We'll do the last one here. Remember that it is small things that God turns into big things. Whenever we're, uh, we're in the, our heaven to earth offering, we're believing God for $20 million. Has anybody here ever believed God for something more than $20 million? I've never, I've never done that before, okay? I've never been a part of this. This is the first time I've ever had this opportunity. And um, you can think, oh, I hope I win the lotto, right? Who hasn't had that thought? Exactly. Everybody here, you've been like, man, I just hope I win the lotto. It was like 1.9 billion, okay? I hope I win the lotto and out, whoop, heaven and earth covered. Yeah, you know, like I pray God does that too. I don't know how that fits in theology with some people, you know, but I wouldn't be mad at it. But I think it's also, I think it's most of the times a whole bunch of small pieces coming together. The ocean is huge and it's stopped by grains of sand. You know, and um, I just, and we're in, as we're in this moment, about to move into the next season, just there's a lot of small things that I think we can do now that are going to have huge impact later. There's a study, and I didn't look it up, I just, uh, so I probably should have like brushed myself up on the, the statistics of this, but there was a, a study, yeah, I'm just going to make it up, 84%, no, I'm kidding. Um, where they were talking about marriages and they, you, you could tell if a marriage was going to be successful or not by these like micro connections. Have you heard this? 
It's like these little moments where you're like driving uh, down the road and you're like, oh, look at that bird. And like, does your spouse like, ooh, a bird? Or are they like just on their phone? It's like these like, like small micro connection are like, oh, did you see that license plate? You know, and they're like, oh yeah, I saw that license plate. Right, these like small micro connections. And I think that it's a, that, you know, the study goes on to say like, it's these actually these small micro connections that will prove whether a marriage is gonna last whether you're like able to build on for decades. And um, I think it's the same with the season that we're in now. I think there's a lot of things that are happening right now. And I'm giving these in generalities in like principle form because I'm wanting, I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit like speaks to you. Because I do think, I would say this, that the skill of self-awareness will prove to be fruitful if we're aware in this season in the next and, um, man, God has so many huge things for our church family. And when I say that, I don't just mean about like our headquarters. And I don't just mean that about our staff team. Like, I mean that for everybody in our church, who's like dreaming for a business to take off the ground and for one who's believing for the healing of a child and like one who is believing for the, the unity of a family over Christmas. I think God is doing some really, really, uh, big things, but I think we can also take care of the season that we're in and see God move in so many special ways. So Jesus, I thank you so much for this season. God, I thank you that we're living in answered prayers. God, you've been so faithful. You've been so good. You've been so kind. But God, there's so much more on the horizon. So Father, I'm asking, Lord, would you help us to be super aware in this moment? God, help us to be super, super aware in this moment. What are you calling us to do? What are you calling us to shift? How are you calling us um, to change? God, I pray that we would not discount this moment looking for the next season. But Father, I pray that we'd be fully present in this season, knowing that you're going to take care of what's ahead. So Jesus, would you have your way in our church family? In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love y'all the time. Y'all be all.